Hey, what's going on, everybody? I know it's been quite a while since we've put out an episode, but guess what? We're back, and I believe this is episode three. Yeah, I think it's episode three. Yes, because zero doesn't count. You mean zero doesn't count? Of course it counts. I mean, I mean, it doesn't count in the numbers, but it counts overall. I think it was a good episode. Some may so far, it. I think that was our best episode. Our, our very first one was our best episode because after that, we got too preachy. Well, our goal is honestly to make each and every episode the best episode ever. So this episode is going to be even better than the last episode. And I promise you even better than the first episode, uh, especially because we actually haven't seen each other in a really long time. Andrew, you are back at school now, right? Yep, I'm at GCU in Phoenix, Arizona. And that's the main reason why we haven't had an episode out in a while because I've had to move in, uh, had a whole two weeks of long weekends trying to unpack, driving up here, all that fun stuff. Uh, how, f how far is the drive? It is supposed to be six and a half hours. It takes me seven because I stop in the middle to get gas and eat dinner, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's, qu it's quite a drive. Uh, don't I never like it. Uh, as In case the viewers haven't noticed, I drink a lot of this. And uh, yes, especially sir. on those drives. As do I. You've got, what do you got right now? You've got a Bang? I've got a Bang Star Blast. It tastes like a red Jolly Rancher. Not like watermelon or cherry. It's just red. The color red. You, it doesn't taste like the rock, the Rocket Pops? That's not the taste I haven't with. had a Rocket Pop since I was eight years old. I oh, okay. I was going to say... I thought no, you were yeah, I was a little one. kid, and it was the the ice cream truck that goes by our house that used to come down the street. Now it stops at the top corner and never comes down because they know there's only like two <laughs> two kids that live on that street. Yeah, they know that they aren't going to get any sales or revenue from our cul-de-sac um, back over where, where we used to live. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was going to say if you would have said you've never had one, oh man, no, we're yeah, was, we're. Going I've had one. It's just and... been so long that I don't remember what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, um, no, that's a good. That's a good flavor. I, I would. I would say that's probably one of my favorite bangs. Um, I'm going with the classic, the best. This classic, and then this basic. I don't know uh, how better to describe that, because quite for, that's the one that Adam got me hooked on when I first started drinking energy drinks, the classic white monster. Mm -hmm. But. Um, dad actually messed me up uh we started getting the green uh ultra paradise and that right, one's right. fruitier and now i like that one better because i've been drinking it so much well that that explains a lot you're a fruity person andrew um but uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um these were like sent from god for all of the people who, and we talked about this in the last episode, but for all the people who really enjoyed the monsters but wanted something that was a little bit lighter and not as like in your face energy. Um, and these, you know, one that if, didn't taste like gasoline, one that didn't taste like gasoline. Uh, and you know what? I'm okay with being a, a basic monster. Um, I'm, I'm okay with, with that. So uh, I'm on it. Actually, okay. Honestly, I'm really tired right now and not in the sense of like I need caffeine but I'm just like tired hungry and thirsty I've got this monster I've got a uh, coca-cola because I know we take an hour long during these episodes I've got 
Funyuns because I'm. Look at that! Look at that! We're yeah. See, we're uh, very unconventional. We're 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 messes. We're just... <laughs> no, I got I got to tell you this because this is really this is really funny. Okay, so I, I stopped by the liquor store. I'm I'm actually at a gym right now. Uh, recording this and next door there's a liquor store this is like the healthiest thing i could find um it's got 300 calories 13 grams of fat 40 grams of carbohydrates and four grams of protein and i got a jerky as well and the jerky basically covered my protein so this is like the, the healthiest thing i could find and um this weekend i realized something and i know i know we've said it um there's a joke in our household or for all of our family that adam eats everything um, but we can't have leftovers in our house at all. No, no, no. I eat everything. And then it's true. I, I'm, uh, I'm definitely the kind of person that if you sit me down to watch something or play something, we have to or hide talk, potato chips, we have to hide snack foods it's, it's because true. he'll come and wipe out a bag in one night. It's true. It's true people. Um, but, uh, the other thing is that if I have any kind of gathering with anyone, um, mind you, I am fitness minded. I'm health minded. I do try to burn calories throughout the day and be active and all those things, uh, performance wise, everything. Um, but I realized something this weekend, Elijah was, um, Elijah was off of school for Monday. And so, uh, Sunday night we were staying, staying up late, playing some video games, um, watching some TV. And I realized that I was the one opening the bag of chips. I was the one putting in the popcorn. I was the one making a bowl of cereal and I, and like, we're having a good time and everything, but I was just like continually like getting food throughout this whole time. And, and I remember what you guys were saying when we had our like guy night and we were hanging out. Um, I, I just like, it was like, I was looking in a mirror and just like, <gasps> you are the fatty, <laughs> See, which is why I can wholeheartedly blame you for uh... my situation. But even even Elijah was like, dude, stop eating. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. And and few few people know this about me, but it's true. Like I, I can just keep eating. Um, and this is this is why um, this is why I, I really enjoy spending long hours out on the trails and long hours in the gym, because it means that I've burned a thousand or more calories and I can go and eat a whole bag of salsa verde doritos and uh and i'm good (laughs) that's the only way he can stay away from food going into the middle of nowhere to run exactly exactly and by the way news update we've got some salsa some salsa verde doritos back on them shelves he's very proud of this he sent me a text the moment he saw them in the store the moment it was moment it, it was like i i saw them and instantly i pulled on my phone i had to take a picture i had to send it to andrew i had to send it to my mom i had to send it to jaylee and i said it to everybody that i know because i was so excited to see them on the shelves i could finally enjoy some salsa verde doritos oh so good by the way did you see their uh their new ad that they said that they don't even need to put their logo on the bags anymore because their chips are so iconic they're just going to start yeah. putting out the colors red and and green or sorry red and blue bags and i'm and you know what they're right they're right we'll buy them because we'll know what they are they just got to put a red bag in a barcode and we're good forget the nutrition facts doesn't matter See the thing that <laughs> see the thing that would have messed me up with that though is that uh i keep getting like i can't just grab one of the bags because i confuse the nacho cheese doritos with the flaming hot nacho cheese doritos because they're only slightly different shades of red uh-huh 
And uh, anyone who knows me, and Adam knows this too, I cannot handle spicy. Mm-mm. I'll eat hot Cheetos, which are like the basic spicy snack food. Yeah, I love the taste, but they make me sweat. Andrew, like, Andrew, when he was younger, and I think even to this day, when uh, when my family and my dad would make enchiladas, yep, you would force my dad to make a tray with no red sauce on it. No red sauce, no green sauce. No it was red just or green, no red or green sauce at all. See, That's now how. I do it because I don't like the taste of the red and green sauce. But before it was because the red and green were too spicy. Such a gringo. <laughs> um speaking of gringo uh you're in arizona so um (laughs) no no no, you're absolutely right uh a bunch of whiteies everywhere but no Um, it's it's like i like the area that i'm in i'm on the part of phoenix where i can look over the landscape from the parking garage of my school and it looks beautiful i can see the city the skyline whatever but if I turn around, I see the ghetto and the houses that are falling apart. Uh, it's it's quite literally our school is on the divide. But uh, I do like the area. Now, um, I haven't talked to you much about your school because I've I think I've I've overall had a negative outlook on it because I wanted you to stay. You closer have been dead to set home. on me staying in California for the longest because I told you it's been my dream to move out here to Arizona which quite frankly now might not be the case, but I at least wanted to be out here for school. It was for, no, no, no. It was for selfish reasons. I wanted my brother close. I wanted us to be able to have fun together. And I keep trying Um, to run away and he's not getting the hint. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and uh, so it's, it was funny to, to find out that you wanted to end up going to school and leave and, and uh, end up at GCU. And it's funny because I actually grew up hearing all about GCU going to like Christian concerts and winter jam that was like, I think sponsored by GCU and they gave the whole spiel all the time as to it being a Christian environment, a place. Didn't to I tell you the Christian. first time I heard about GCU? Uh, no, what, what it was, was in time? 2008 at a Spear West coast at one of the Spear West coast concert festivals. They had a table uh-huh. in the big tent and they gave me a t-shirt. And ever since then I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to GCU. And it's just been in the back of my head forever. So when high school rolled around and they said, okay, where are you going to go? I was like, okay. Uh, I remember hearing something about one called GCU, I guess. And then Private Christian Affordable. I heard the whole spiels and I they already sold me on it. Forget the fact that I was trying to teach you screamo music and rock and you took away that you wanted to go to a school that was seven hours away. Great. <sighs> <laughs> but um, and you've never visited me once i haven't not yet you've been there two years two years this right? is my it's your second year third year this third is my year? third year oh wow time flies um I had, to, I had to think about that one for a second um <laughs> but uh is it is it the christian experience that winter jam made it out to be no uh it is it is the college <laughs> experience that they made it out to be there are a lot of good Uh, spiritual clubs on campus it is a good environment for the people that come here for that i came here mostly for school and to have that environment uh should i should i seek it out but i am adam knows me i'm very focused on school and getting the grades that i need to get first before anything else so i do i do still see the christian aspect of it but for the most part 
if it wasn't for those clubs and the the school making the effort to push that, it would not be apparent to anyone going here because you don't need a declaration of faith to get in here. And it becomes very apparent once you start actually going to classes and stuff, because uh, like my freshman year, uh, someone we knew was Buddhist. And then another person was Jehovah witness. And it was, it's, it's still like any other campus. It's all different ideas, different religions, different viewpoints. But at the same time, the school is, uh, they still have to share the Christian worldview. They share the Christian ideology and that I appreciate. I took, uh, it's uh, mandatory to take Christian worldview as a class. And I think that alone made, made it worth it to come here. That's awesome. Um, Did you, did you ever spend a lot of time at Biola uh, for, I guess, I guess we did those whole, the whole turn your campus stuff and everything. Did they have a, did they have a Turn your campus, ignite. Um, I think so. I don't remember. Biola was never really on my radar, but that was for a couple of other reasons. Uh, Namely, uh, the people that I saw coming out of Biola weren't weren't the kind of people I wanted to wanted to be. (laughs) The people I the cue the cue the uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh, why am I blanking out at his name? Leo DiCaprio meme. They weren't the kind of people that I want to (laughs) be. I can't do the face. I can't do the face. <laughs> Gosh. Um, true. I can't say that I disagree and I thought the same thing. I, I just didn't like that it was like, it just seemed like everybody who was local ended up going to Biola and it was just like the politically correct thing to do, the the spiritually politically correct thing to do. Um, I ended up going to the master's college and that'll be a, that'll be a story for another day. But do you, um, good experience. That sounded bad. Good experience. Great experience. Loved it. And totally grateful to God for it. Um, but, uh, did you, do you feel like the culture of GCU is different than what you experienced while you were there at Biola or somewhat similar? Um, I would say that it was it is very different uh, in the sense that here at GCU we are still very individual. Where like uh, the the person I spend the most time with is my roommate. He's over here playing uh, COD right now. But um, yes. yeah, we spend the most time together. We still have our small cliques, our small group of friends, and we can have that uh, that group mm-hmm. inside underneath the whole scape of GCU without needing to be like, uh, I think if I think hard about my experiences here at GCU, it's going to be more associated with the people, the individuals that I met along the way, the teachers that, uh, pushed me, the teachers that stuck out to me versus the school. But at the same time, the school is the reason that I get to say that. Yeah. How has, uh, how has COVID-19 affected, your school experience there it is it's it's bittersweet because uh i'm taking one online class and the online classes the ones that are completely online are the most difficult i think only because we're forced to do uh discussion questions twice a week and we need to come up with responses to other people's answers 
and it's just tedious. It takes forever. There's no, um, there's no real purpose for it. It's just, uh, it's busy work to make sure that we're participating. Yeah. So that's why I think that's one of my hardest classes. But aside from that, it's uh, alternating between having to uh, be on my laptop for one class, pack it all up, run 15 minutes to my next class, be there for in class and vice versa the next day. So it's just a little bit more hustle and bustle. But aside from that, it's, it's pretty good. Hasn't have really you, affected my day-to-day life. Have you? Are you spending more time like in your apartment or is it pretty much no. all the same? No, it's pretty much all the same. Uh, me, Luis, and uh, Shade, a friend of ours from Awana Camp, we went to a taco place that's down on Camelback on Thursday? Thursday or Friday. And then we went to Fashion Square, the mall that they have on the end of Camelback. And it was, it's everything's open. We kept our masks on. We kept everything clean. We didn't touch anything we didn't have to. Using hand sanitizer as we exited every store. And we, yeah, nothing really changed other than just taking necessary precautions. And then we get back to campus, get some food from Chick-fil-A or whatever, we're not allowed to eat at the tables or anything, not like we did before, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much the same. All right. All right. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that your year goes well. I think, uh, I think a lot of people are hoping that things get better. And uh, I, we don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks after the elections and if things are going to he- end up going in the wrong direction. We'll, t- we'll talk about all that later because a, <laughs> a lot did happen. I don't want to talk about it quite yet, but um, but uh, as far as schooling and everything, I know it can be stressful. I know it can, especially for you. You're you are wanting to be the best that you can be academically, and anything that is a obstacle to that um, is a is a nuisance to you. And <laughs> I got mad at getting a fourteen out of fifteen on my last accounting quiz. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, Andrew. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't, don't, don't ever use that word smart with me. <laughs> you 14 out of 15 or <laughs> See, I, I don't know who I blame more for that, you or mom and dad, because uh, I remember in high school and college, you would get B's. And in my head, I was thinking, why is he getting B's instead of A's? So then uh, I would get A's in elementary school and then mom and dad would expect A's throughout the rest of my life. And I think the worst grade I ever had in high school was a B minus ending, ending class. Well, I, you know, I had a lot of things going on in my life. And I don't think I even realized how many things I had going on in my life until after like college was done and I was out of the house and I could like look back at my life and see all the things that I've done. Um, Dude, like church and Awana, um, like church groups, uh, doing worship teams, doing uh, the I, I was still in some sports growing up. I wasn't any good, but I was still in some some sports growing up and um, doing uh, doing band, doing choir. Uh, I did cross country for for one semester. Like I was doing a whole bunch of stuff all while trying to make music and um eventually end up going into fitness like i i spread myself super thin um so i think bees were were 
probably just the best that I could do um, during the time that I was I was doing all those different things. And I did get a 4.0, I think, in my last year of high school. Um, and I think when I have people expecting a lot out of me, that's when that comes out. Like if someone actually expects me to do really well at something, then I'll do it. Um, but if it, if it didn't matter, if it was just, you know, hey, you, you've got time to devote to this or time to devote to that, I would do my best to just be sufficient in both. And that's, uh, that's probably why I can't shred on the guitar or anything. Uh, <laughs> I never got like amazing at playing every instrument. I just got really good, kind of good at, at doing all these different instruments and stuff. But, um, but yeah, man, that's, that's always been our, our argument is, is, uh, Andrew has always dominated academically and I'm proud of him for it. Um, and I've always, I don't want to say dominated, but I've, I've done he more dominated. music stuff. He dominated artistically between the two of us. He's the most creative. It, it's hard. It's hard to say that though, because we can do that together still, you know, I can't do homework with you. Um, but you, but we can both do music together and we have done that. I've been so happy with like when we did that Christmas blend thing together, um, the Christmas, uh, uh, talent show, whatever it was. Oh no, cough, open mic. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, Sorry. open mic at a coffee shop. A bunch of different words, basically saying the same thing. Uh, <laughs> people who uh, can't make it anywhere coming together and <laughs> performing in front of the. Uh... I felt I felt kind of <laughs> awkward because the people that went on right after us. So we were we sang some traditional Christmas songs, and then some that for, were from like our childhood. Uh, not Christmas shoes. We sang his favorite his favorite Christmas story uh and gloria but mm -hmm, the people mm -hmm. that came on after made it a point that this the, they were not christmas songs that this was a time to celebrate the universe and spirituality and in my head i'm thinking how did we go from this to this this was supposed to be christmas it it, it was in december right it was in december yeah, it was, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I felt kind of awkward after Evidently, that. they we didn't the only celebrate ones singing Christmas songs. We were the only ones. Evidently, they didn't celebrate hard enough because it still ended up being record-breaking heat. Uh, <laughs> Mother Nature was not impressed. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong, people, with singing Christmas songs during Christmas. Okay, um, we are, we are Christmas song people so much so that we even love hearing different rock covers of modern or of of classic uh christmas let's, songs. let's be honest we prefer them we prefer <laughs> them yes we prefer rock versions of everything um rock versions of pop songs rock versions of rap disney songs, songs disney songs oh yeah well, who's the guy andrew jonathan the, young jonathan, jonathan young. young if you ever wanted to hear what it's like to rock out to be a man Go look up Jonathan Young. I'll make a man out of you. Yeah. Listen to all his music. It's great stuff. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, we just enjoy that so much. Uh, speaking of which, there's been um, just a uh, hard turn here, hard turn in topic. Um, <laughs> there have been a lot of anniversary albums that have come out in the last couple of weeks uh, because this April, I don't know if you guys knew this, but April and... Uh, um, September are usually months where music will be released. And I don't know if that's just because of it being summer. And so they release new music before they can all go out and tour during the summer. Um, but, um, albums like TFK's, um, masquerade, welcome to the masquerade TFK's, um, 
the art of breaking um the uh, uh phenomenon um skillet had their anniversary for comatose and awaken alive like flyleaf just the other day had their anniversary for their for their um first album all of these albums that are like 14 years old and i'm like early 2000s yeah i'm just like oh my gosh i'm so old see I'm, okay but i'm 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 20 years old so i'm 7 years behind you and that's what i grew up with thanks to you i i still prefer early 2000s christian rock well early early 2000s christian like if you go back to early 2000s christian rock even even like 2000s christian rock all the way to i would say like 2012 it is leagues beyond anything that anyone's come up with recently lyrically musically um so the emotion it gives you the um, yeah the connection that's why why, uh in high school i used to do not necessarily outreach but i used to talk to people about christ because they'd listen to skillet i heard i heard somebody listening to monster uh in the courtyard and he had no idea that they were a christian band yeah so that in and of itself you can connect with so many people with that yeah it the the music was just so uh you're right you're spot on emotional um it, it was i think it was even like just maturing because if you look back to pre-2000s or early like early early 2000s you're you're looking at like skillet alien youth you know and if you've ever heard that album and seen that hairdo on that cover it's a joke um i'm just kidding it's a great album but it's but it is kind of like a weird kind of album uh thousand foot crutch um set it off which was a little bit more like hip-hop hip-hoppy rap kind of stuff in rock um disciple had like uh servants of the most high not rock stars uh kind of music and it was it was just a little bit weird um like uh big bad wolf from them you know like it was it was just weirder sounding it wasn't bad it wasn't horrible it was it was just a little bit on the weird side you know like all um, the tfk songs are a little on the weird side let's be honest none of their lyrics make any sense but we love them anyway this this is this is literally in a tfk song i'm a rose that's been raised by wolves see adam's told me this because he's part of a lot of uh, christian rock uh, facebook groups everyone craps on tfk everybody but we still love them are we gonna talk about this we can i mean we don't have to talk too much about it but somebody <laughs> there, there's another podcast i'm gonna give him a shout out actually if you like christian music we do want to talk about christian music because it's a huge part of who we are but these guys are talking solely just about christian music their podcast is called fuel the fire podcast fuel the fire podcast and it's a group of guys um, who are on social media, who are, who are basically, um, kind of talking and discussing current Christian music and then also posting when there's been anniversaries, birthdays, news related to like, um, like, um, John Cooper of Skillet is releasing a book called Awake and Alive to Truth. And so they're, they're basically posting all of that news out, out there. Super thankful to them on social media. Two of the guys are, uh, Christian, uh, rock x christian rock x and then i christian rock really really great guys um and uh every every single time i see their stuff i'm just like why am i not doing this 
this should have been my job. <laughs> but they they've been on top of it, and it's been it's been awesome now to see them do that. Me. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> no, but um, they pointed out that um, TFK like just has that appeal to that youthful Christian, that young Christian who listens to these words, and it's so it's so catchy, and it's and the tunes are great, and the riffs are awesome. Um, but like, as you grow up and you realize that there's other music out there that has better riffs and better lyrics and better like organization of songs and words actually make sense. And, and, uh, you know, they're, uh, they said, uh, they were saying like, Hey, you know, I used to listen to TFK when I was six years old and they're like, yeah, I used to listen to the wiggles too. When I was six years old, Dude, that's not fair. You showed me FM static when I was like four or five. And that is a gateway to TFK, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> FM Static is a little bit more like, uh, like oh, love songs, and uh, they had, they had, they their songs make a little bit more sense technically. They, they do, but they're they're more like kids songs though, because they're like pop rock. They're more like punk punkish pop rock. Who would you liken them to? Like, uh, I, I don't know. can't think of anything that I would liken them to, honestly, because they. <laughs> Uh, they were a little more like Hawk Nelson than TFK. Between but like the style, two, I mean, there wasn't. Re- there's not really nothing really to c- compare them to. Like secular band wise, like uh, would you say like Simple Plan or, or like Green Day? There were too much rock to be Simple Plan and too much pop to be Green Day, and I know that's FM static uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's some of that stuff. But the the an FM Static, the singer is actually the singer and the drummer from TFK made FM Static. And what's really funny is that um, is that live when they were performing live, they had the singer and the drummer and the guitarist from TFK. So it was basically TFK playing um, playing FM Static. So you realize really quick that it was like the inner child of TFK playing for you uh, when they played live uh, FM Static. So. I remember um, the first time I saw that they had FM Static was all dressed up in like black shirts and red ties and they were they they went on first and then I was like oh cool and then I saw the same people come out next and I'm like why they just took their ties off and unbuttoned their shirts what's going on what's what's happening and then it was TFK yeah Yo, I, I was I, like eight. if you don't know who if you don't know who FM Static is I think I think one of their songs is on the Disney Skater game from on PS2 you remember that game where you you can you can go around skating? Um, I I didn't know game, this. I don't remember what song. What song? What song was on there? I, I know think... Grits is on there. I know Simple Plan is on there. Yeah. Where's FM Static? I didn't realize this, but somebody mentioned that that um, that bands really got discovered through these games, like these Tony Hawk games and BMX games and uh, um, and the and the Disney ones. Yeah, like. Um, my life be like ooh ah ooh ah the, from grits. That was grits. Like, that was that was on the skating game on a Disney skating game, you know. And um, we found out who that who those guys were from that game. Um, are you are you looking it up now? I'm looking it up. <laughs> Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure. Dude, that uh, game was that game was Activision. so much fun. That game was so much fun. I'm trying to look for <laughs> from the makers the... of Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> From the makers of Call of Duty Mobile, we give you. 
Oh, but that, yeah, the, um, the, that early 2000s kind of music was, was so good and it just had so much emotion to it. What would, what would you say, what would you say would be like your top three Christian rock albums from early childhood? Like if you were to say like the old days, the golden days of Christian rock, what would your top three albums be? Uh, Awaken Alive, Skillet. I knew you were gonna say. Welcome that. to the Masquerade, TFK. Okay. And there's just so many. I'm not gonna count Cutlass in this because they went through the, a lot of a lot of their songs were more aimed towards worship than they are towards rock. But crap. Which side note? they're going to be coming out with an EP that is by their own definition, the hardest music they've ever written. God answered our prayers. They're going to be coming out with hard music again after two or three worship albums, not saying anything bad about worship albums. Worship albums are great, but Cutlass is a rock band. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I changed my mind. Are you looking for yeah, that album? But, but, uh, but, well, first off, uh, I don't see if I'm static on the lineup for extreme skater. Really? Uh, Real Big Fish, Smash Mouth, uh, Simple Plan, Grits. Yeah, I'm no FM Static. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I guess I, I'm going to go with... Uh, what is the the band uh, sent by Ravens? What album is Listen in? That I really like is, that song. Uh, mean What You Say. Yeah. I really like this that song. That song made that album for me personally, but yeah, that's I didn't know that. I love that album. Sent by Sent by Ravens is Andrews is in Andrews top three. That's awesome to know. I'm sure they would love to know that. He actually has a new. He actually has another band that he makes music for called Brave Future. <laughs> if you ever want to look that up, um, Brave Future, and his name is uh, his name is Zach. And his Instagram is Zach Talk. I actually recently found him, and I was like, oh, he's still making music. Because, yeah, great, great music. Great, great music. I wouldn't put that album in my top three for Christian rock. And um, and I'll tell you, but Christian rock, like rock is such a broad term. Is that under oath? Is that... See, because you know, I wouldn't... I, I would have said we as human, but I kind of don't want to pull them into the the Christian rock, because if you just listen to their music, it's really hard to tie it to uh, Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, I, okay. I'll give you my three. three. I'll give you my three. And I, and I want to know what you, what you think of this. Okay. That I think these three albums shaped, shaped the Christian music world. Okay. Number one, right off the bat skillet comatose. I think, I think that, that awaken you always alive. identified more with that one than i did yeah yeah I, I think awaken alive was their first like real mainstream album like it was the first album that actually caught on to mainstream uh eyes but comatose was like everyone who heard that well, album was like this is going to change everything like they it was because just that was so... right after alien youth where if you if you listen to both album, albums you can see the obvious divide between uh 1995 or 6 and then 2000 when they were solidified as christian rock well they actually had uh had um collide before 
before Comatose. Collide came out before Comatose. That's the one with uh, Savior on it. Um, Savior, Fingernails, Open Wounds. You like that song, Open Wounds? Yeah, but I didn't see as much of an obvious divide. No, uh, no, no. That was the f- ones. that was the first like actual rock with no weird synths in it, no weird lyrics in it. It was a little still on this the on the topical like metaphorical side, but um, Comatose was like. The production was amazing. Their use of strings in their songs was amazing. Their solos, like uh, even even Andrew uh, Stanton, Andrew Stanton, who plays guitar for Disciple, or at least did for a couple of the albums, he just posted on Instagram the other day that um, he was playing the Whispers in the Dark solo, um, the right, and he's like, name a more iconic Christian solo. Like, what is more iconic than the Whispers in the Dark solo? If you haven't heard that, Whispers in the Dark by Skillet on the album Comatose, a great, great song. If I had to, if I had to pick one of their best songs, Whispers in the Dark would be like one of their top three or four or five, you know? Um, but because I think that, that emotional connection while still being, I, I, well, I have emotional connection to it where it's, it's talking about saving someone, being, God being there in the darkness the whispers in the dark yeah and it's yeah just... and even not even just that song but like last night the last night being about um uh, people who don't who want to commit suicide or want to harm themselves and realizing that god's love can satisfy them and even if their family doesn't love them even if they even if they don't love themselves god still has love for them and wants that to be the last night that they ever don't feel like oh that message is just so is just so amazing um uh, and it's i just feel like skillet's gone gone downhill from there and like awaken alive was still up that hill like it was a little downhill but it was still up that hill and it just it and not not that they're bad like i, I love all their music i think i think widely um widely they haven't been as accepted with their newer music it's been a little bit more like radio friendly a little more like the topics aren't as controversial or aren't as deep as they used to be i think we've said it on the show before our uh our uh dislike of the fact that uh fish and air one aren't as hardcore as they used to be uh they're not yeah um if but yeah some... like that that i think i think the difference is now who Skillet is trying to connect to. Uh, in the early 2000s, they were trying to connect to the high schoolers, the adolescents who needed this message, who they could identify with the type of music, they could identify with the message that they were trying to bring out. And they very well may be trying to keep up with the same people, but now they're older. Now they need a different kind of message. They need the people who were saved by or got the connection to the early music. Now they need... Uh, uh, the difference between uh, being introduced to God, being introduced to those ideas and Mm -hmm. worshiping God. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with that to an extent. Like I just, I I just see a huge disconnect between um, rebirthing, you know, and the, and how, how that message was portrayed and like, are you ready? You know, you ain't or no, sorry, you ain't ready. You ain't ready for me. You know, it's just it the 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 cheese, okay? The the cheese is on the, the the crust, 
and it's in the crust. It's just cheesy all over, you know? Um, and I think they know that and I don't think they care because they're having fun and they're still putting out messages that they want. It's not bad. It's not bad messages. It's just not as in depth, you know, and maybe to them, maybe to them it's more in depth. Um, Anchor is a great song. That's from their new album. Anchor is a really deep song. I just feel like it's not the same depth, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And it might, uh, isn't that why John Cooper, uh, started doing his own thing because of that. John Cooper has his other group, uh, uh, I was gonna say fight the uh, fight the fury. Yeah, that's that's what it is, right? Fight the fury. Um, I keep thinking of uh, fire and fury, the skillet song. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and uh, yeah, fight the fury a little, and not even deeper. It's just uh, um, it's just harder music and not as spiritual Christian <coughs> focused, but just more like like uh, fa- targeting those those. Um, thoughts and feelings that are more like self-awareness and like what am I actually going through during this time um demons kind of haunting you and um not knowing if you can keep going on with with certain obstacles in your life like that that is stuff that they would talk about in early skillet and it just seems like they've strayed away from that kind of message again still really good messages um still really good songs I just I don't see how John Cooper and when you when you hear him talk about the things that he talks about, especially this year with everything going on, with all this stuff going on, and he actually lives in Kenosha and has has experienced a lot of these things. And when you hear him talk about where he is spiritually and politically and relationally with everybody, he's got such passion um, and such uh and an open heart with no filter with no filter but like in a good way like he doesn't hold back speaking the truth and he doesn't hold back from talking about all these really controversial topics and i just don't exactly see that reflected in the music i just don't um but then again he is still there going out and connecting with people and talking with people so it you know he may still be doing that through himself and just not the songs just not the music but I'm I'm excited. I'm honestly overall just like we said in that one other episode. I'm excited for music in general in 2021. I think everybody is going to be writing um, a little bit better and have a little bit more passion for music and writing after this year, after the lockdowns and after being forced to be in their rooms and homes with their music musical equipment and that, everything. Them's the best jamming hours. Those are the best. Those are the best circumstances for someone who's trying to jam and make some music. Um, and we're both excited for doing some uh, listen-alongs. Is that what they're called? Or uh, for doing some uh, some music reaction videos? They're not sing-alongs. They're they're not uh, play-alongs. They're listen-alongs, just, I guess. No, they're just reaction videos. What are they're you just reaction videos? You're overcomplicating it. <laughs> like let's let's start it right now, man. Let's call them listen-alongs. No, you know? hear hear-alongs. This is not the podcast to try and start a thing. Um, <laughs> When, I, when okay, as soon as I get a break, I'm probably going to be going back for Halloween and Thanksgiving. But when I get home, uh, me and Adam are probably going to start trying to do uh, Christmas music again, because our mother demands that we play Christmas music every year for the family, piano, guitar, everything. And if she didn't demand it, we wouldn't do it. So we're thankful for it. Not true. We'd still do it. We'd still I'd do it. it. 
our father really wants us to take our guitars and go to the streets and carol for everybody in the in the luck in in the neighborhood luckily this year we've got covid 19 as (laughs) As an excuse excuse not to do that (laughs) i mean Um, we we could we just have to have like a face shield or just a shield in front of us we'd have to bring our own plexiglass i I still Um, want to do that i've wanted to go caroling like legit caroling for years and i can't get anyone to go with me that's because it's weird nobody does that anymore and nobody does that especially during a pandemic where they don't want your caroling breath and uh droplets spraying on their home (laughs) now now give us some uh covid droplets now give us some COVID. oh no no i wonder i wonder how the christmas season is going to be i really do um i guess we'll just have to wait and see i think i think halloween is going to be our uh trial run of that because uh is, is okay so what's the final word is la closed for halloween because they were closed before i left oh dude they tried they tried to say that they were going to cancel halloween and say everyone needs to stay inside during halloween no trick-or-treating period like within hours within hours they retracted that and said just kidding you guys can go out the police departments told us they're not going to enforce that so go ahead and uh just be careful six feet away wear your mask um and uh we're gonna find find out if the the numbers jump yeah and try to find some way to share candy without actually uh spreading COVID 19 and to to see something like from just leaving candy out there and letting other people spread germs by putting all their hands in the same box um or i've i've seen um people put a long tube along yeah their, i like, saw that too their the... the handle of their steps and they'll just like drop ca- candy in there which is so funny because everyone's still touching things there's no getting around it it's just like when you go to the grocery grocery market all those memes that are like oh well, no, thank if you, you for okay this. If, if you put on gloves and you get it out of the bag that it came in, grab, go through the tube, and then the kid just holds their bag open on the end, then yeah, there's no contact. You'd have to change gloves every single house. And you'd have to change gloves every single kid. No. That's the only way that works. No, you change gloves every time you come out, but no, you you grab into the bag, you put it out, and you just keep doing that. As long as you don't touch anything other than what is in the bag that time that you come out the door you should be fine okay uh, I don't know let's 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 think about this practically gloves every kid let's think about this practically there's going to be halloween parties there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just going to be houses, halloween parties that means that at uh, any drunk given college kids yeah at any given house there might be guests there who might be positive for covid-19 cuz and there will be people in your home who um who you don't know if they've been tested or not. You don't know if they're positive or not. Okay, so you have this. You have this have Halloween you been party. Yet? No, I haven't been tested. I, I got tested once, and it came out negative. Woo! I might get tested again. GCU is gonna let us. Uh, I, I forgot when. I think it's gonna be at the end of this month. They're gonna start letting us uh, just get tests if we want to. There you go. Well, if you have access to it, then I would do it. Um, the, uh, at any of these parties, someone might be positive. And so you, you're, you're going to have someone ring the doorbell. They'll go wear their gloves, put the candy in, 
And then once they go back into the house and they're around all those people, the next person who goes and and wants candy, now they're at risk because you might have to like that's the that's the scenario that everyone's saying like that's the dangerous thing, you know, that people might pass covid that way. Um I don't think it's that I don't think it's that uh not that I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I don't think that that's going to be an easy way to spread COVID-19 is through Skittles packets, you know. Um, I just I just don't think so. But um, I guess we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're all just learning about this this year. So we're going to know. Um, we're going to know how COVID is during Halloween this year and be ready for next year because it's not like COVID is going to ever go away. It's going to be around. Um so we'll just yeah, but then we keep finding out that they're inflating the numbers, whether it's deaths or cases, and they keep readjusting to tell us, okay, well, this is what this is what the numbers actually mean. This is how many people actually have it. Here's how many people actually died from it. Yeah, we're we're yeah, still in the mess. learning process. So okay, before we move on, uh, <clears throat> before we move on, I'm excited again for music in 2021. We're excited to do music reaction videos. We're going to try to do that for you very soon. <laughs> it's coming to you. It's coming very soon. We're on Operation Warp Speed to get you some music videos. They're going to be the best, the best reaction videos ever. Um, and uh, music means a lot more to us than we have been portraying on this podcast. So we want to get more of that to you. So um, we're excited for that. I hope you're excited for that. And again, if you want to hear more about the kind of music that we grew up listening to and are currently listening to fuel the fire podcast is talking all about it um i christian rock on instagram and christian rock x on instagram and we will be using our instagram the cast bros to um to post some of that news as well and share some of that some of that uh music and knowledge with you guys okay we're excited now also i want to ask before last last i swear last thing before i move uh when me and Adam do jam sessions and when we do inevitably play Christmas music, whether it's at the open mic night or just with our family homes, let us know if that's something you guys would be interested in seeing. Because like we said, the music is a very big part of our lives. It's a very big part of our personal lives, especially the music that we do together. Is that something you guys care about at all? Do you want your ears to bleed? Uh, do you... <laughs> is, is is that something you guys would be interested in? We're we're still in the learning phases of all of this and we want your guys' input. I promise whether it's how this episode went, what uh comments, concerns, that kind of stuff, we really want to hear from you guys. I promise you we can actually uh we can actually play music and do it decent much. Andrew, give me a note. Give me a note. Uh, uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, we, we do post actually I should post on our on our page some of the music we have done um, because I, I know on my sure. page I post music regularly of me doing some covers of songs and everything. Andrew should be doing it more often. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure to do that. So um, Everyone in my dorm says that I sound good except for Luis because he has to hear me the most every time I practice. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him because I'll, I'll, he will lay in bed and he's not actually going to sleep, but... I'm still playing in the middle of the night. That so. will that will be a topic of another podcast, being a musician in a dorm room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what it's like. Uh, it's it is uh, finding picks in my laundry. Yeah, the, I have Tiny. I have at least 50 picks in my guitar case, 10 of which have been lost since I've been here. 
Well, even but even like I I don't know if you remember, but I got into a little bit of a fight with a roommate because he was a music composer and wanted complete silence in the room, and I, yeah, I, I remember that. I was practicing in a worship team with my acoustic guitar, and we we did not. Yeah, that's a story for another time. But anyways, um, Andrew, a lot of stuff happened since our last episode. A lot of stuff. Where where do we start? Where do, where do we start? We're not going to talk about okay. all of it today. I um, want to at least. Okay, I, I I made it very clear. I want this to be a very lighthearted podcast. I want us to be able to connect with you, be relatable. And I think we can all relate to wanting to make fun of the the presidential debate because, Woo-hoo! quite frankly, I don't care who you support. That was hilarious to watch. That from was a hilarious either debate. side. That was absolutely hilarious. Wrong. It was just okay. No, uh, you won't. You won't say it. You won't say it. No, no. He won't say it. He won't. I say believe it. in a law and a little bit of order. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we could we no, could because it was. We could totally pick that apart, but it was, it was, um, it, okay. It was two five-year-olds yelling at each other. That's what it was. Two five-year-olds yelling at each other in an Among Us lobby. (laughs) Here's the problem I have though. Okay. Are you surprised at all with the the people who were like, I was 15 minutes in and it was just so traumatizing. I couldn't handle it. The anxiety was so high. Uh, I had to turn my TV off and go sit in the shower and have a bath. You know, like I'm not surprised by that now. Like, come on, people. These are your presidential candidates. And even if you already have your own opinions, I'll tell you right now, I sat through the whole hour and a half twice and I learned something both times. Um, we th- like what they say is important and what they don't say is also important. And unfortunately, both of them said and didn't say a lot of things that obviously led to conversation. Um, what are what are some of the things that you picked from picked apart from that? Uh, well one of them <coughs> one of them was that, that one where he said i believe in law and a little bit of order and the fact that he said that he is completely against defunding the police now i find that interesting because uh most of the people that are supporting him are completely for defunding the police and the the green new deal he said he is, he is not a supporter of the Green New Deal, and not only is that another thing that his uh, that his uh, party supports, but it's on his website that he supports the Green New Deal. That is something that is public knowledge on his website for his uh, political campaign that it says he supports it, and he completely denounced it during the presidential debate. Yeah, yeah. Kamala Harris, I think, actually uh, endorses the Green New Deal. And Green New Deal, I think, comes from California. So it's really funny. It was really funny to hear him say that. I actually think that that was a pride thing. I think that was a pride thing because so many people think that so many people think that Biden can't make up his mind about things and doesn't like he doesn't have any of his own thoughts. There are other people's thoughts. There are other people's speeches and people are writing things for him to say and do. And so when Trump calls him out on that and says that, you know, you're you're going to be doing the Green New Deal and someone else is writing it and you're going to go along with it. He's all like, no, 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 I don't back the Green New Deal. I back Biden's deal. But and what is Biden's deal? What is it? He doesn't have it. I think it was just a pride thing. He just didn't want to say that that he isn't is actually supporting someone else's plan and that he actually doesn't have a plan for it. But um, there were a couple of questions that he just completely avoided because he started saying uh, cut and paste things from his 
uh, campaign, his previous speeches from his party's uh, ideals. I forget, there was one in particular where Trump was calling him out. Are you going to answer the question? Are you gonna answer? No, I'm not going to answer the question. Here's why. Oh, whether he's going to stack the, uh, yeah, whether he's going to stack the, the courts. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, he should have answered the question just like Trump should have denounced white supremacy. Um, the difference between the two, though, for the is 50th that, time. Yeah. The difference between the two, though, is that Trump has a record of actually denouncing right, white supremacy. It was I, I was actually amazed at how many times he's done it. I when because when people keep thinking that they, that he agrees with them, that he uh, appreciates their support because they keep bringing it up and he keeps having to say, no, I am. I uh, what's what's the word? Uh, when someone supports you and you have to say you don't uh, you don't uh, take the support uh, denounce no there's another word it's official and he had to use it in like several interviews but yeah he he says that he does not accept their support he does not accept the yeah. the push for him from there yeah he doesn't want it um the um Oh, was I going to say, um, I was really surprised when I saw people like, like Bernie Sanders, when he was saying like, Oh, he can't, he can't denounce white supremacy because disavow. He is, that was, that's the word. Yeah, disavow. disavow. He can't, he can't disavow it because he is a white supremacist and he's incapable of denouncing white supremacy. And I was like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be times when he's denounced them. So I go on YouTube and I look up you know all the different times that he's done it some people already had made compilations of him uh denouncing white supremacy and then um and then when you look at like speeches like i'm I'm amazed at this okay I'm, I'm amazed at this um when you look at certain speeches and you realize like oh these are these are speeches that democrats and news stations and um and left um influencers have used against Trump, like the Charlotte's, um, the Charlottesville situation, where um, they were taking down the statue of Robert E. Lee, and there were people who were who were um, against that. And I do believe I, I'm not too familiar with the situation. I didn't go back and, and research it as much as I probably should have. But someone died from it, from the people who did not want the the statue taken down and they were seen as fascists they were seen as white supremacists and they were seen as really really bad people and that is the that is the speech where trump is saying that there were really good people on both sides that's what that's the the quote that they use from that speech there were really good people on both sides literally all he was saying was that there were people who wanted the statue taken down for their own good reasons and they were good people and then there were people who didn't want the statue taken down for good reasons, for their own good reasons, and they were good people. And then you had some bad people who were going to force the statue taken down, and there were some bad people who were going to fight to keep it from being taken down, who were going to resort to violence. There were both good people on both sides. That is probably the most politically correct thing that you could do, and yet they turned it against him. And in that same speech, he even said, I'm not talking about the racists and white supremacists who should be condemned totally. He said he named them and denounced them and said should be condemned totally multiple times. And I and thought it was, was just telling Biden to finish the quote, say the rest of the quote, because in that same, in that same sentence, in that same breath, he, he proved his point that he is not associating himself with. Them. Yeah. And, and there's so many different examples of that. So many from people saying that, 
Trump called the coronavirus a hoax. He never called the coronavirus a hoax. He was saying that, I don't know if you knew, if you know this, but in the speech in South Carolina, February 28th, he says that the Democrats have been throwing things at him. They use the impeachment hoax. They use the Russia hoax. And this is their new hoax, the politicalization of the coronavirus and blaming him for it back when they had no deaths, blaming him for it back when there were only a few cases, I think like 50 cases and no deaths. And he even said at that point, that doesn't mean we won't get any deaths. That doesn't mean that it won't happen. Um, but we're, we're trying to be prepared. We're creating this virus task force. Like they, they took it out of context and made him say something that he didn't say. Um, numerous accounts where that's happening to the point where now I'm like, if the media says this, I almost have to assume the opposite is true and I have to look it up and find out, you know? Um, so it's really sad. So there were, there were those things that happened in the debates. Um, Biden said that Antifa isn't real. It's an idea, um, which is, which is funny. Okay. I found this dude yeah. out this week. If you search, if you put into your URL bar, antifa.com, it sends you to Biden's presidential campaign website. If you which, search antifa.com. Which do I think that Biden did that? No, not at all. Do no, I think that? But I just think that's hilarious, especially since the fact that it hasn't been taken down. Like they haven't fixed that. Yeah. Fun funny. fact. <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm certain that the people who are having their buildings taken down and burned down and crashed into, um, who are, who are being forced to give reparations, um, are not believing that Antifa is just an idea. Um, there are people who are doing things in the name of Antifa and just like there's people doing things in the name of BLM. You know, we said it in our other podcast that we don't support BLM and that a lot of bad things have happened in the name of BLM. Um, but we support the ideology that black lives matter. Yeah. The, that all lives matter, that yeah. people matter, but and, we do not support the organization. And you guys have to, you guys have to know that, Hey, guess what? You can, you can, you can believe and live out the fact that black lives do indeed matter. You can, you can love all people and love black people and love uh, white people and love Asian and Mexican and, you know, Indian, everybody. You can do that and not support certain organizations who have other agendas. And BLM, BlackLivesMatter.com, is one of those organizations that has different agendas um, that we don't agree with. So we, we explained in the other podcast, you know, don't have to go too deep into it now. Um, but um, Biden wouldn't wouldn't say that Antifa was something he wanted to denounce. He just called an an idea, basically just ignored it. And I don't know about you, Andrew, but we grew up in church uh, learning that the devil, uh, Satan, and not, I'm not I'm not making I'm not linking this at all to to the to uh, BLM. I'm not saying BLM is the devil or anything, or that Antifa is the devil okay, or anything, water anything like that. <laughs> mama said, <laughs> Mama said that. Uh, <laughs> no, we we grew up. Everything's the devil to you, Mama. <laughs> we we grew up with this idea that the best thing that the devil could do is to not get you to be against God, but to think that the devil isn't real or, or to, to not even make you hate God or, or fight against God or anything, but just to believe that God isn't real and that the devil isn't real to just, 
to just think that it's all just an idea. It's all just, it's all just not real. It's just thoughts and ideas. That's the best thing that, that the devil can do. Uh, because then it makes it like all of these evil things that happen in the world are just things that happen and, um, that there is no God and that there is no holiness or righteousness and there's no truth. Um, and that is a trap. That is a, that is a trap to believe in. Um, and that is not, that is not the truth. So, um, for Biden to say that and to basically, I don't, I don't even know, like it, I, I would hope that any president um, would take something as serious as what's been going on in these different uh, states and say, like, hey, if it if even if there's a possibility that Antifa is real, I'm going to denounce it. You know, even if there's even a possibility that there's a group of people who are doing things under this name and it's causing damage to my country and my states and everything that I will denounce it. And uh, and Biden refused to do it. So, you know, um, I don't know what it means. And then with the whole defunding the police thing, he, he proceeded to say that he wants psychologists and psychiatrists at the same time to be with these, with these police officers. And someone brought up a great point. It's like, what kind of psychologist is going to want to wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and do a ride along, risk their lives on a ride along with, uh, with police officers? You know, it's, it's just some impractical stuff. And do I think, do I think that we, we, uh, don't need any reform no we do need reform in police i do think that we need to to make sure we're always learning and growing as uh as a country and that we always equip our police officers with anything that they need to be able to um handle any situation that may be in that they may be in but uh i at the same time uh <clears throat> we have uh uh family friends who give their uh, personal opinions on this as officers and they said the best case scenario for them if any of this goes through is that social workers are going to be the ones to go and call in the middle of the night to go see oh are they mentally deranged oh are they just in need of help and then it's still going to become violent the social worker could get hurt the cops are still going to get called and they're still going to get in trouble when they do something to stop it yeah and it's just going to cost extra money uh, cause extra pain to the people who are being hurt in the initial uh, crime and the social workers are going to be put in harm's way. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've heard that there's some state, there's some cities where that's, that's working out okay, or that it's actually working better than what they were doing before. But I just think that it, you can't use one anecdotal um, example for the, for the vast majority of the country. And, you know, we, we, um, had a, have a family member who um, we have a family member who's in the the uh, police department and they actually were followed after um, after they were getting off of their work and shift and they followed them home and shot up their house okay um, this whole idea that where you should put the police officers in the communities that they're serving in not a good idea okay we've, we've been to Northern Ireland too where they put bombs underneath the police officers' cars. Their, their um, patrol their cars look like armored tanks. Yeah. That's what they have to deal with in Northern Ireland. Yeah. So, like, not a good idea. Um, <laughs> another idea, please. Uh, not that one. <laughs> but, you know, it, it. I think that they should still love their community. I think that there still needs to be people in the community who connect with the police departments 
but um, we, we really got to do a better job of rethinking this and not think of, um, I don't know who said it, but someone, someone said that Trump was, was living in a dream world or something like that. He's living in like, that's, that's actually what I kind of think on the other side, like to think that we can just get these um, psychologists, psychiatrists and um, these uh, activists, the social activists all in one room with the police departments and the everybody and all let's talk it out and let's figure out a plan. Like, you know, I don't I don't think it's going to be as clean as that. Um, there's going to be demands. There's going to if we if we can't even figure out a stimulus uh, bill for us to do like how are we going to get all these different other people and figure out a law enforcement plan um, it's just you know we'll just have to see what happens but whew, other big news uh, Trump got COVID-19 um, that's interesting oh yeah and so so the party that wants to have government controlled uh, Medicare and controlled medicine are happy that the president of the United States got Ooh, COVID. Dude, so much And there hate. are so many people, so many people that want him dead. So I can hate. say honestly that if Biden was the one who got it, I wouldn't be, I'm not surprised that Trump got it, but I wouldn't be surprised one way or the other, but I wouldn't wish him dead. That's just, that's just wrong. No. Okay. And, and this is, and, and I've heard, and I have, I have friends who, um, who have said, well, where was that when this person said that they wish they would die? Or where was that for blah, blah, blah? Look, across the board, no one should ever wish anyone else dead, okay? No one should ever wish anyone else dead, death or anything, okay? Um, I, I cannot speak for other people, and I can't speak for anyone else who may have wished anyone on 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 any level for you know i don't i don't even wish death on people that i i completely disagree with and think are evil evil people i don't wish death on them i wish that you know if anyone's going to cause their death it would be god you know i that's what i would wish is that god would just would would uh take his take revenge into his own hands and cause that to happen that's not for me to decide that's not for me to wish that is for god to to do um Someone even, actually, even more so, and this is just how we were raised as Christians, we wouldn't even wish for God to kill them. We would wish for God to work in their lives, to yeah. change them for the better, because we hope for everybody. And like, like we said, that's how, that's how we were raised. We would never wish death upon anyone, no matter how bad we think they are, we think they were in life or in death. Yeah. Some, somebody asked me recently if I, what I thought about the death penalty. And, you know, I personally, I don't agree with the death penalty. I know even in the Bible, death penalty is there. Um, but even, even just me personally, I don't agree with the, with the death penalty because in my own mind, I'm just like, there is potential that that person could change their heart and change their mind and change their lives. And we know that the Bible is filled with murderers who have turned their lives around and ended up glorifying God. We know that there are people in the world, in, in the world um, in the recent times who have, um, changed their hearts and changed their lives and been able to glorify God with their lives. Um, we, we have met people in Costa Rica who are part of gangs who have killed people and they came to Christ and then they are bringing other people into, um, bringing other people to Christ and changing their lives. So it's possible for that to happen. Do I also think it's possible that people could never change and that they'll never, ever, be able to change their lives. I believe that too. I just, I just don't think that it's for me to say, 
Um, and I don't have faith in a jury to say, you know, I just, to, to me, the death penalty idea is just not, it just doesn't coincide with what my heart says, you know, that's my conviction. But as a country, I don't know. I, I don't know. See, um, I've, I've been asked the same question and I've, I do this all the time when anyone asks me anything where my, uh, where my objective thoughts and my beliefs as a Christian might conflict. Uh, I play devil, devil's advocate with myself. So as a Christian, I do not support the death penalty because same as Adam said, there's always a chance. There's always a chance that they could change their lives for the better. There's always a chance that they could uh, harm more people on their way out. But uh, from a political and economic standpoint, it is seemingly a better option in terms of keeping them in prison for life versus uh, the death penalty. But I'm going to go with my Christian beliefs every time. Yeah. And, and either way, we wouldn't wish that we wouldn't no, wish for not. the death penalty. We wouldn't hope for it or wish for it. And, and unfortunately there are a lot of people who believe that Trump deserves to die. And um, I think it's just, I think it's just showing the true colors of a lot of people um, on both sides, you know, not, not on, not just on the democratic side, but also on the conservative side, you know, you've got people who are, who were happy for the the justice's death um and that wasn't right um you you can't pick a side when it comes to that you need to take a stance and say that all lives matter and that was that was something i said i i challenged people with saying that you know this is when your all lives matter is tested you know does the trump does the president's life matter um and it, it does i'll tell you that right now um you know, you can pick anyone's name, anyone's name, anybody there, their life still does matter. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this in another, another podcast, but we also need to, to decide too, like at what point does a life matter in the womb? You know, like that matters too. When you decide that, like, these are all things that we need to accept and we need to, to take a stance on. And if you don't think that someone's life matters, if you don't think that this person or that person or whatever, then get, then you don't believe all, all lives matter. Um, so we, we really need to check our hearts when it comes to that. Um, and that, that's a personal thing. That's you could, you could hate Trump. That's fine. You know, I don't, I don't think it's fine. Actually. I don't, I don't think you should hate anybody, but, um, if you, if you wanted to dislike someone or disagree with someone, that's fine. Sure. But, um, you know, hating someone and wishing them death says more about you than it says about the person. So, because uh, I think I think we made it clear in an earlier episode, we don't hate anyone, and that's because of how we were raised. We we said it, yeah. We we don't hate anyone. We can disagree. We can strongly disagree. We can think that whatever you believe or what someone may believe is evil in its own right, but we don't hate anyone. I think you said those exact words in the, in the other episode. Yeah, agree. Totally agree. Um, but. But yeah, people were really happy to hear that that President Trump got coronavirus. I I was like, you know, sooner or later it was going to happen. Um, people are making a really big deal out of him getting it, thinking that he's already dead. Um, when, you know, the survival again the the survival rate of coronavirus is like, it, it's it's uh, more than likely that he'll survive. It's more than likely that. He will be completely fine. Um, it's it's crazy to me that so many people are making such a big deal out of this um, when there have been Democrats who had coronavirus 
there have been news anchors on CNN and MSNBC. I think I think MSNBC. I know for sure CNN um, who have gotten coronavirus and still survived. You know, and somehow when someone like President Trump ends up getting it, now he's irresponsible. Now he, you know, that's what he gets. You know, it's it's just uh, it's just really funny to see that. And then when he makes remarks like like saying um, don't fear coronavirus and don't let it dominate your life because now he's starting to recover. Now he's starting to get better. He's pumped up with drugs, of course. So, you know, he's not out of the woods yet. We don't exactly know when he's going to be 100% or if he's going to be 100%. But um, he uh, he said that don't don't fear coronavirus and don't let it dominate your life. That's been true. That's been true. And he's not wrong. He did say it wasn't as bad as the flu and it's not as they and that's not right. That's not true. But to say to say don't fear the coronavirus and don't let it dominate your life. That is true. You should never let anything uh, cause you to be uh, so afraid that you're afraid to even be around your own family and afraid to even, you know, I, I, I was even thinking for for the for the uh, president and his wife and for Biden and his wife, like imagine going all these places and and uh campaigning and you guys being in separate places being with different you would be afraid to lay in bed with your wife you know um and and i was even kind of laughing inside when i saw jill biden go up to joe biden with her mask on go up to her husband with her mask on like you know i i i don't know if that's right or not i don't know if that's a good thing i know it's better safe than sorry but how is that going to be on the relationship i don't how long do we need to to be afraid of doing things like that at the same time even like I don't think anyone in our family's ever gotten flu shots ever, but Adam gets sick almost every flu season. And our thought process as a family has always been, if you get it, if you got it, we're going to get it. We don't care. We're family. If you need to eat, we're going to come in and feed you. We're going to give you a hug. Good night. We're going to, we're that close of a family. And that's just who we are. We could never think of, well, you're sick. Stay away from me. Yeah. So uh, we, have and, to, we have to take that into account too. And granted, like coronavirus is more fatal. It is more lethal, um, more dangerous and everything. And we wouldn't want to risk the health of our mom or risk the health of, uh, of our dad or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, we have to be realistic about the risk and know that it is not as, as um, dangerous as it's being made out to be. You mentioned the numbers. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy to see how they're putting out this big number when we know that it's that there's been a liberal criteria. We know that there's been other factors. We know that it's not actually that number, you know, um, it's just looking back in hindsight at all the different things and how this has all been played out. I, I just think it's um, it's crazy how so many people have been wooed to believe certain things. And I, I honestly think that we've we've done this to ourselves. We've allowed ourselves to be trained and taught to accept things in, you know, Instagram and um, and TikTok and Snapchat, little 15 second bits, 15 second, 60 second bits. Um, and we're we, we accept news that way. We that's the only way we accept knowledge and information is in those little 15 to 60 second bits of video the headlines and, and the highlights, the headlines and the highlights. About. No one is willing to go back and watch the hour and a half long debate. No one is willing to go back and watch the hour and a half long speeches that both these candidates have made, because if they would, they would see all of the 
times that Biden messes up and misses things and quotes things that are against other things that he said. They would see all the time where actually Trump has been politically correct and he said things that put him into context and and prove that it's uh, not the way that media has made it out to be. Um, people don't go to the CDC website and see all the new updates that they've been making. They don't do that research. And the shame is that the media should be doing that. Like that's their job to do that. It's their job to go and do to uh, research those things and to say, this is everything that you need to know about this situation. Here's both sides. Now you're informed. It, it's just not that way. Um, and there are I very think, few media and news stations that are doing that. I think there's like two total that consider themselves to be completely unbiased by presenting facts without any kind of political opinion. I, uh, one of them is, ah, uh, crap. Uh, I keep thinking World News Network, but I don't Fox, think that's... Fox News? Uh, no. CNN? No. MSNBC? No. Not, <laughs> not even close. Okay. But that's something too. We, uh, in case in case our viewers haven't noticed by now, we are relatively conservative. We know Fox is not an unbiased source. We know yeah. that a yeah. lot of their stuff is loaded, but the same is true for CNN, MSNBC, and the the, the fact the fact of the matter is we know we can't avoid it. So we, in an attempt to be objective, listen to both, figure out what they're both saying, yeah, and then pull from that you have to you have to listen to the extremes now because there's no one in the middle ground and in order to find the middle ground and the the whole truth you need to listen to both extremes and then and then recognize too that even that even the extremes are going to um not tell the whole truth they're just going to tell a piece and so you put all those pieces together and then you figure out okay that's that's what actually happened and the the sad thing is that i think both sides are so busy trying to defend themselves against the other side it's like a, it's like an argument uh it's like an argument with the parent you know like you you try to defend yourself to your parent the parent tries to defend themselves against you and then it just ends up being this you know big old argument and no one gets anywhere so um, no because i said so <laughs> yeah exactly no really so uh we're gonna have the next uh vice presidential debate soon and um we'll we'll be talking about that but there's more topics to talk about we'll we'll get to it i think um i think this is a good place is it to end. sad that i think that the vice presidential debate is going to be a lot more respectful than the presidential re debate oh it will it will because um, just looking at just looking at just looking at the the vps it they are between the four the mo the more respectable of the two but I think it is going to still turn into a yelling match. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I, I think, I think it's going to be uh, better communication. There's going to be um, more structure. Um, I heard there's going to be plexiglass involved as well. So that'll be interesting. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one just because I think there's going to be more clear ideas and also more clear uh, manipulation. I think, I think, um, uh, Pence is very much a yes man to Trump and Kamala is very much a person who likes to manipulate rhetoric and make it emotional. So it'll be interesting to see what things she does that with and how it all plays out. So this isn't all that we have to say about all these topics. We're excited to talk more about it. But um, like Andrew said, we want to keep keep overall these episodes lighthearted and, and just share our thoughts and opinions on the general things that happen uh, today. So with that... If there's any um, 
if there's any other topics that you guys want us to talk about, just go ahead, go to our Instagram at the cast bros, um, or go to our website, www.thecastbros.com. Um, let us know there if there's any songs that you want us to react to. If there's anything that you want us to, uh, give our opinion on, we're, uh, open and happy to do it. Um, and, uh, please give if us you, songs, please, that's something that we both really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited about that. We actually, we, we are 100% going to do a reaction to a new song. Andrew's just hearing this for the first time, but a song by KJ five, two called rise. So we'll be looking for that. We're going to try to see that soon. KJ five, two in a while. Yeah. But, but it's a, it's a, it's a good song. Anyways. All right, guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and until next time. Take care now. Bye-bye then.